0: Are you a female entrepreneur who wants to make a bigger impact on the world? You're booked and busy and you love serving your clients, but your time is capped. You want to do more. You often wonder how you can help more people without spending so many hours on social media repeating content that only a handful of people will see. Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Too Busy to Podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender podcast launch and system strategist, and I'm on a mission to help you create a podcast that connects and builds community with your audience and converts them into clients. Are you ready to leverage the power of your voice? Let's head into this week's episode. Hey there, and welcome to episode 58 of Too Busy to Podcast. I hope you are well. I was going to title today's episode what to do when you can't release an episode. But let's be honest, if you don't like your solo episode, you can always re-record. So I thought, Rosemary, you need to get a little bit more specific. So today we're going to be talking about what to do when you can't release a guest interview. And you might be wondering in what situation this may come up. And there are lots of reasons why you as the host might decide not to use an interview or withdraw it after release. I've certainly been there and I frequently see this question or this concern come up in podcasting groups like on Facebook. So it's just kind of good to have this information in your back pocket if you do come across it yourself at some point during your podcasting journey. Now, let's dig into some of those reasons. The obvious one would be poor quality. If your podcast is an extension of your brand, it therefore speaks to the quality, to what one could expect. It's an extension of your brand and thus you want everything to be cohesive and be giving your audience, your ideal listeners, your ideal clients, the right impression of you. A lot of people say that content is king, that you should focus on giving content, that you should focus on giving good value in your content, in your podcast, that if someone really loves what you're saying, it doesn't matter what the audio quality sounds like. And I don't agree with that. I found a really good podcast the other day, but unfortunately there were so many sort of mouth smacks, which are totally normal. So there's no judgment there, but I just feel that's just so distracting from, it's the same as though someone was eating while they're recording their show. Again, a distraction. So it's really, really important in my opinion regardless of if it's it's a business podcast or a hobby podcast, you want to make sure that your listener has a positive listening experience. So if you record, and I've been, this has been my example, my scenario, my experience, I recorded with someone, we use Riverside, it was playing up, but I hoped and I prayed because Riverside is different from Zoom, that it would come out okay. But once I downloaded it after the interview and listens back, it was absolutely awful. It was choppy. And I don't think it was Riverside's fault. She was using a Chromebook, which unfortunately there's certain laptops that do not have enough storage to support the podcasting platforms like Riverside. So I had to make a huge decision. Could I salvage it? Could I save it? Or do I reach back out to her? to have a conversation, which we'll come on to in a little bit. So for me, sound quality, it doesn't have to be perfect. Yes, I am an editing pro. It doesn't have to be perfect, but at the same time, I don't want the audio to be awful because it is an extension of my brand. And it's also an extension of the work that I do. So if someone, a potential client was to listen to this show and pick up on an episode that doesn't sound great, they might think that that is the style and the quality of my editing. They probably won't even go on to listen to any more to see if that is the case, and then I would have lost them. So, from a business point of view, for me, it's really, really important that my editing meets a certain standard that I am happy with that I set for myself, but not necessarily seeking perfection because then all I'll be doing all my life is editing. And so for me, I decided I couldn't publish it. I emailed the guest and explained the situation. She knew from when we were recording that it might be problematic and I invited her to re record. Unfortunately, to this day, I have not heard back from her, but it could have been she got busy. I chose not to feed in or read into why she didn't reply to my email, but it was important for me to let her know. So, that she's not kind of wondering. One thing that I want you to take from this episode is that as the podcast host, know that you can make the decision not to publish and you shouldn't feel bad about it. So, other reasons other than poor quality could be poor video quality. So, if you are doing a video version, whether it's just for snippets for social media, whether it's for your YouTube channel, If your video quality is poor, you might decide, oh, I'm not going to use this. And that is okay. But to prevent that, I would really, really encourage you to do some checks before you hit record. Maybe check in with the guest to see what sort of camera they're using. Maybe do a test because, yeah, you can still strip the audio from the video, but it defeats the object of why you did the video in the first place. Just kind of do those checks beforehand. And then number three, depending on the type of show you have, someone swearing might be a no-no. Of course, if they only swear once or twice, it's possible that you could cut it out or edit it out if you don't feel comfortable. But if it's continuous, because, you know, there's some people who do speak like that, it's their natural way of speaking and that's fine. But if you are not that type of show it's really, really important that you tell your guests. That is the best way to avoid this because there's nothing worse than having a great interview. You're really looking forward to having this guest on and then you have to scrap an episode. So if swearing is not your thing, make sure you put it in your guest intake form. Make sure you put it in your confirmation email. Make sure you put it or you say it before you start hitting record Whatever it might be, make sure that your guest is aware so that they can make the decision on their own, whether they're able to curb their swearing or maybe they're not the right guest for your show. But don't feel as though, oh, I can't say anything because it's going to be a pain later on. You'll either need to scrap the entire show or you're going to need to edit certain bits out or beep it out. And you might not want to do that either. Plus, it's just time consuming. Save yourself that time and hassle by being upfront with your guest. Reason number four, your guest is overly selling or advertising their services. Now, I don't know about you, but have you ever listened to a podcast and all the guests can talk about is their latest book or, you know, the program that they're launching in a couple of weeks? I know I certainly have. And no matter what questions the host asks, somehow the guest is able to bring the conversation back to their book or to their program or whatever it might be. Boring! (laughs) Now, I am a big supporter of, you know, as business women, as entrepreneurs, I'm a big supporter, especially with my clients, that if they want to monetize their show, they do it through their own products and services. So I'm not saying that, oh no, no selling is allowed on your podcast. I'm not saying that. I just believe that there's a right way to do it. And the example I just gave is the wrong way to do it. And it might be as you are recording, you're having the conversation, you might not notice it. But once you start editing your show or reviewing the transcript, it will become a lot more apparent. And that's when you then realise, okay, 20% of this conversation is about the actual topic that I wanted my listeners to learn from. And the other 80% is about the book. So again, depending on the type of show, I'm all about my guests promoting their stuff. And sometimes it does come up naturally, like I've guested on shows. And if the host asks me a question, As I did recently, I did a recording recently. She asked me a question, and I had just done a podcast episode on this podcast around that topic. So I mentioned, Oh, you know, I've just done a podcast episode. Can't remember the episode number, but I'll definitely send you the link. And I went in to answer her question and then tailed it off with definitely check out this episode for more information because I go into more detail. I know that's just a podcast reference, it's not a book, it's not a program as such. But there are ways of naturally infusing your new book, your new program, whatever it might be, into what you're talking about without it taking over the entire conversation. And as a listener, I definitely am turned off by that. I have listened to podcasts before and after a very, very short while, I have switched off and never returned to listen to that podcast. So something to bear in mind. Because you need to kind of ask yourself, where's the value for my listeners? If there's no value, you might just then decide to scrap it. Other reasons could be political or religious opinions that don't align with your own or your overall brand. Unless you are a show that talks about political and religious beliefs or opinions, you might not feel comfortable having that expressed on your show. And it's totally up to you if that's something that you want to take out, if it's something that you want to make your guests aware of from the beginning. Because also you need to think about any sort of legal ramifications that might come to bite you in the bottom later down the road. So that's a really key one. Luckily for me, the type of show that I host, political and religious views don't, they've never come up but something to consider depending on the type of shows that you are hosting. I remember I worked with a client once actually, and I can't remember what her, oh, her show was about trauma. She brought on guests, normal everyday people, so not in the business world, and they were sharing their stories, usually from childhood, where trauma, they experienced trauma. And this particular guest was, of course, sharing her story, which was about her high school teacher starting a relationship with her. So we're saying high school. So this was based in America. So, you know, in the sort of mid teens, starting a relationship with her, which over time, I think they were together for five years or more, became emotionally and mentally abusive. Now that's fine. That's what the podcast was all about. But then, what started to happen was the guest started to name drop. And even though what had happened, her story had happened some time before and the case had gone to court and the teacher actually was incarcerated at that time, my client was concerned. She didn't feel comfortable having people's, the people who were involved, having their names just dropped like that. They weren't there to give their side, et cetera, et cetera. So we agreed to bleep the names out. So we didn't cut anything out because it would have just sounded weird. We needed that context. It was part of her story. But you know, when you are watching a TV show and someone swears and it's at a time when the kids are still awake and you hear that beep noise, we inserted that noise over the name and that was it. So there are ways around it, but it's best, again, to kind of set that tone and those expectations from the beginning. And finally, another reason could be breach of copyright. Now, the first thing that comes to mind when I think of breach of copyright, which a lot of new podcasters might fall into the trap of, is using music that they don't have a license to use. So you would have heard me speak on the show before about buying licensed music. I personally use Audio Jungle or there are some free websites. I can't think of any right now where you can get free royalty free music. But just this is something that you do not want to, you know, mess around with. Copyright is a really, really serious thing. And you might think, oh, there's 2.5 million podcasts. No one's going to know. But somehow, somewhere, someone knows and they will approach you, and they will write you a letter that will give you nightmares. So save yourself the hassle, and do not use music in your intro outro that is not appropriate, that you do not have a license for. Another example of this might be, I've seen this before with, you know, in Facebook groups, where they might want to play a snippet of a song, depending on the type of show, maybe it's about culture, maybe it's about music, whatever it might be, they want to play a snippet of a song, a mainstream song, another no-no. Unless it's your own music that you have the rights to, do not even go down that route. Don't. Just don't do it to yourself. Stay on the right side of the law and only if it's original music do you use it. So that leads us to what do you do when you decide that you cannot or you will not use a guest interview? I kind of alluded to it earlier when I shared my own example, but I am seeing time after time after time. I even spoke to someone in my network a couple of days ago who shared that she'd interviewed for a podcast and months later, it's still hasn't been released. In fact, it would appear that the podcaster has stopped the show completely. So if you have decided not to use a guest interview, please tell them. It's just common courtesy, it's polite. They took 30, 45, 60 minutes out of their time to speak to you on your platform to serve your listeners. So I just believe the least that you could do is tell them. Just be honest, depending on what the reason is. Like, if you thought, and this is another reason, actually, if you thought that maybe the interview didn't flow for whatever reason, you feel like it's a bit flat and doesn't suit your show, scrap it. Or you could offer a re record. If you don't want to offer a re record, for example, the conversation was flat, it wasn't a good fit. Why would you offer a re record? Because the likelihood of that conversation changing is very, very slim still reach out to them and say, you've decided to go in a different direction and the episode that you recorded isn't aligned with your show. You know, something, you don't have to be confrontational. You don't have to go into a long, drawn out explanation either that invites a conversation back from your guest. That's not what we want. You know, you're busy doing other stuff, but at least drop them a line to let them know because a lot of people are excited. I know I am. I've got two, yeah, two that I've recently recorded and I can't wait for them to drop. So if in a couple of months I still don't hear from them or I don't see them pop up, I don't hear from the host, then you start to think, well, oh, is it going to happen? So please communicate with your guests the same way how you onboarded them, the same way how you onboarded them really nicely. You know, if you listened to episode 38, where I talked about automating your guests onboarding and scheduling the offboarding is just as important. Don't let yourself down by not communicating with your guest. So before we wrap up this episode, I want to share with you the one thing you could do with your guests before the interview to ensure that you do not end up scrapping your interview. It really depends, you know, I've shared a few reasons with you here, so it depends on which reason your scrapping falls into, but really consider meeting with your guests before you record the interview. It does not have to be 20, 30, 40 minutes. I certainly do. When I, like most of my guests fall into this, I seek my guests out, a few of them I've already known as part of my network. So we've already got a little bit of banter, a bit of relationship. But I like to jump on a quick Zoom call. I go for 30 minutes. And if we are getting on really, really well, that 30 minutes flies by and I leave the call feeling really, really assured that we're going to have an amazing conversation. But if it feels a bit stunted, and thank God this has not happened to me as yet, knock would. But if it feels really, really like, oh, I'm struggling to get responses from the person or it just feels a bit like, then I will find a way to disinvite them (laughs) from the show. But it's only after that call that I would say, I love chatting to you today. I loved our coffee chat. I'm going to shoot you over the link for us to do this properly. I would love for my audience to hear your perspective. That's how I do it all the time. If it's someone that I've just plucked randomly from social media, I think it's really, really important that she and I have an initial conversation. So you could do the same thing. Again, if your schedule does not allow 30 minutes, you could do 10. It literally is, you can see it as a coffee chat. You're not interviewing your guest. (laughs) You're not doing anything that formal. It's literally a coffee chat to make sure that you vibe off each other because that's really, really, really important for your show. You don't want it to be like, eh, that's a bit boring. No, you want to make sure that they are a good representation for your show. right. So to recap, in this episode, we talked about the different reasons why you might not be able to release a guest interview What you should do if that happens and the one thing you should do to set you and your guests up for a successful interview. Be sure to check out episode 38 about automating your guest schedule, but then also episode 45, where I shared some tips that will help you set your guests up for success. Next week, we will be talking about auditing your time. So if you are still DIYing your podcast, which is not a bad thing at all, and maybe by the end of the year, you're thinking about what you want to outsource for your show, auditing your time to know what is taking the most of it is super, super important. So next week, I'll be sharing some tips about that. So until then, have an amazing week and speak soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Too Busy to Podcast. I know how busy you are and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me. If you enjoy this episode and you like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media and subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next week, keep calm and podcast. See you then.